0: If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Health Care for Humans, hosted by Dr. Sundar, expands our understanding of the history and culture of different communities and how to provide culturally responsive care. There's an episode you should check out where guest Dr. Duran details the systemic barriers faced by individuals with DACA status and highlights the importance of addressing these barriers. Check out Healthcare for Humans on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.
1: Welcome to Highway to Health. I'm Jeremy Quinby. I hope you're well. I hope you're hanging in there through the the busyness of the holiday season. Today I have a, a different kind of podcast. It's, it's about the podcast itself. Uh, this one came out somewhat organically. And I felt like it might be a fun one to post because it gives a glimpse into the podcast that might not otherwise be heard. Uh, Leslie Ruth is a long-time colleague and friend of mine. She was a chiropractor when we first met about twenty years ago, taking a course together. And uh, she's gotten away from a traditional chiropractic practice, but is still focused on well-being and health support in different kinds of ways. And I'll let you—I'll save that for her podcast when when uh, I inter- interview her. Uh, she texted me this past summer about wanting to do a podcast of her own and uh, wanting to kind of understand what my gear was and what goes into a podcast. So I told her to come over and and uh, we'll play around on on the mics and so we sat around my kitchen table and so it's very informal, but I think she did a great job of getting me talking and uh, about how I started this podcast, my struggles with it, and what I love about it still. And I, I think this is more than a, a conversation just about starting a podcast. It really tells a story of anyone who's starting a passion project, learning how to find time for it, keep your ego in check, and continue to rediscover points of interest that keep you motivated to do it. So this is me telling my story of the podcast to my longtime friend and fellow health promoter, Leslie Youth.
2: When you're speaking and you listen to yourself, what do you hear?
1: Um, I now hear my podcast voice.
2: So you change your voice? I
1: don't try to. I don't purposely try to change it. It's just that now I've been listening to my voice enough, and that was the uh, the learning curve. Oh. I didn't listen to the first podcast I did for two months <laughs> because it was like uh, I. I've heard my voice before, but singing, that's that's a whole different thing. Okay. But when you have to like express opinions. and So I'm very surprised that I can go back and listen to my first two and feel like I actually did okay. Because I, cause I was, and I have them up, so you can listen to them. The sound wasn't as good. Okay. I didn't have these microphones yet, but they're not terrible either compared to... Most of the podcasts on the market are the sound is just terrible.
2: So I would assume it's like being filmed. So I was filmed once where we were doing and they said, when a camera is filming you, don't make any quick movements. You can't, you can't be normal. You can't use your hands and your head. So you have to change things. You move slower. If you see interviewers, if you see tele reporters, they're not like, whoa. Those are prompts, like, when you're being filmed. What do you do with your but voice? You have
1: to, but you have to be aware of how you look and how you use your voice. That's the difference.
2: So what do you do with your voice?
1: I don't do anything different. I just try to, like, I try to keep it open in a way that, like, I'm not as aware when I'm not with headphones on, I think. Mm-hmm. And then you're also speaking, t- like, let's say, let's say I didn't have headphones on and the microphone on. You're speaking within a room that's giving you your voice back at different intervals because it bounces off of things, and that's actually how you hear yourself right You hear internally a little bit of your own sound, but then you also get it as it bounces off things and comes back to you. Here is the direct voice into this condenser you know that's that's the difference, so it sounds better, so then you play with whatever that sound is in your voice that you're like now right
2: so what is your podcast voice
1: i don't know how to define it it's it's just it's the same and i try not to eventually i try not to think about it i try to stay with my with my thoughts and not overly think about it while i'm doing it mm-hmm. and, and now i'm getting to the point where i can critique myself after the fact where in the first few i couldn't you know what i mean like i, I want to be able to hear myself and say okay, I keep doing this thing or I keep using this phrase over and over again or right. whatever. That's mm-hmm. the first time Aaron heard his, he, he texted me, I say like a lot, don't I? <laughs> I <was> like, yes, <laughs> you do. He's like, that's all right. I, I do too. And I'm learning to like catch myself saying like, and so he's, you know, he, he, but he would like to do more of it. So
2: What I was surprised was you don't do a lot of fillers like um well uh, so you don't pause you don't fill you don't do ums yeah you you've got a clean podcast voice
1: okay good
2: i cuz i did notice when you said um and i was like oh he's saying um like i was i was listening at at a different angle like i wasn't oh, listening good. to the content i was listening at how you were talking
1: I've, I've tried to be conscious of it. It was something that I had to learn when I, I took voice lessons before. Ah, uh. and there's a I'm not good at this actually, but it's, I'm good enough for a podcaster. <laughs> but, no, you're really good. But, it, but the the one thing that it, that was really hard for me when you when you sing is sometimes you have to hit the note, boom, as the note as the note happens, your voice has to go ah, ah. And that's not easy to do. To start right at the sound when oh, you're going to make the sound. You're right. And I had to practice that a lot. And so, like now, I don't, I don't think too much about. And, and I, I think I may speak like this in general now, to some extent, because I had to do that, and because I realized that one of the issues I had with my voice was, you know, you don't have this as much as I did, as I do. But I would, I would get restriction, and I think a lot of that is like avenue of expression, like right, I can't get right. it all out there. But whatever. I'm I'm owning it. What That's beautiful. It is.
2: What's the hardest part in all of this? Look at I'm interviewing.
1: <clears throat> so, yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, seriously,
2: what's the hardest part in all of this for you that you've worked through?
1: Um managing my expectations. My own expectations of myself.
2: Okay, what does that mean?
1: Because I I have I have pretty strong vision of things. Now just in general, I, okay. think. I think it's like something that's pretty innate to me, and I trust that vision, i guess I'm probably wrong sometimes with whatever direction I'm going with it, but that's okay i can, mm-hmm. I, I think it i edit later, you know I'll, okay what and that that was crazy, why was I doing that thing yeah but yeah, and i I feel like so i'm I'm pretty good at like pushing through all that stuff and but the hard part is that i I have like you know sort of the big ideas thing yep, and that ends up being the thing that I'm trying to manage all the time is like I should be able to put one of these out a week it should be that that should be able to happen I should be able to get this website together and you know do all these you know connecting things that take a lot of time and like doing and editing these and getting people to like commit to even doing the podcast there's a number of people who have like said they were going to do one and then canceled on me and then, Mm -hmm. you know, reschedule. Sometimes they reschedule twice. It's, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to keep that schedule. Now I think it's getting easier. Like the more, the more I have to show too, if I, like I wouldn't have gotten Mm Shelly without this, because I think she's a fairly getting to be a fairly big name, but because I had this out there already. And because I know someone that she knows, like, that's right How it's always going to work. You're going to have some yeah. sort of thing. So I think I'm starting to get people who are, you know, right right from the start. If I if I feel like God, this could be, re- we could have a really good podcast together. They're like, let's do it. They feel the thing too, right? Yeah, right. So yeah, it's and and I also I'm pretty clear about what I want to do with this now, which is you know I kind of it keeps shifting a little bit, but I think there's the framework has always been there in my mind about what I want to explore and what i want to stay open to because i i just i know i have limitations in the way that i can hear things from people and yet i think i stay fairly open i don't try not to judge people too much on whatever their point of view is because sometimes it's just a matter of you know terminology language you know point of view stuff that really we almost always meet pretty close to 98% right well
2: so then because that's really funny i haven't noticed any of that in your podcast, who's been the person that you've interviewed that you felt the most challenged with
1: the most challenged with. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I feel super challenged. Well, by maybe my guests. I, I, I think it's been more, it's been more actually finding the guests. Okay. I think I don't, I don't take them if, if, if it doesn't, if it doesn't feel right. If they, if I don't think that there's going to be like a easy conversation that goes on,
2: right?
1: Or if I if I just I just have a sense of people's depth, or I want to get their story, uh-huh. and I because and I, I think their story says a lot about their work or about what they're now involved in that I think is interesting, or just about the fabric of their you know existence and how you know. You know, you might, you, this guy I interviewed last night, he was like a, a, a like a, I don't know if an Olympic, but he was like a world class um, biathlon
0: um.
1: athlete, really seriously for quite a number of years. And then got really interested in, like, because of that, and interested in Rolfing and in that, that approach. But I think his major was something completely elsewhere. And then he ended up going to school for photography. Mm. (laughs) And, you know, I think there are these different, it's, it's, I think the ability to kind of look through different lenses and stuff to me is maybe what I get more, more interested in in and talking to people because they're not so stuck in one dimension. And so I think all my guests, every single one of them has some just amazing things like meta, this, um, uh, she's from Denmark. She, she grew up as she was a model in her teens, has started having a lot of autoimmune issues really young, ballooned up in weight. <clears throat> she went to school, she was an economist. Okay. And now she has a has a health tech company. Like she's like a you know entrepreneurial business leader. And where is she? In New York, in Brooklyn. Okay. Okay. But those those combinations of, of things are what sort of draw me. We also had a re- connection through somebody who, you know, introduced us, and we right away were like, "We got plenty to talk about." <laughs> yeah,
2: and I feel like that inquisitive spirit. Like I just want to talk and understand and and question. I'm so curious, yeah. and that's what I feel. Anybody loves to be listened to when someone's curious and like, "Tell me more. Why? Why? Yeah. Why?"
1: Yeah, that's and that's that's what I'm kind of getting out of this too. Is I've re-listened to my podcast a bunch of times now because I'm getting just as much out of them. Yeah. There are times, you know, and I'm listening to them in different ways. The first time I'm in editing mode and then the next time I might be self-criticizing more. And then the next time I'm like really listening to the whole thing, you know. And even getting past, like, this is where it becomes funny. It's like I can can get, once I get past editor's mode and past self-critique, it's two people having a conversation that I'm listening to, which is a weird thing that, you know, I try not to let my ego get in, involved yeah. too much because I, you know, I hope that I don't sound like an idiot most of the time. That's that's as far as I go.
2: Well, that's your ego speaking because you've yeah. never sounded like an idiot when you have an open heart.
1: Right. And I and I know and I know that part about myself and I think I'm pretty I being in the work that I've done, I feel like I have I have to stay in that space where I have to be just as willing to share with them as they are with me. Right. Otherwise, you know, I, I feel like I, I, I'm limited on how much information I, I get. And our relationship can have legs if that's the case. And that's, all, that's what I really want out of, out, of, out of each of the people that I work with, I think, too, if it, if it works.
2: Well, what I was struck with your podcast versus other people's, it was an energy thing you're matching people really quite nicely you're talking with them you're you're right you're matching them you're disclosing stuff about yourself and asking questions and getting pulling the stories out whereas yeah. other people i've noticed there's like a need they're like well i've struggled with this my whole life and this is my story and it's just an avenue for them to tell their story and then here but please Bruce Lipton or Byron Cater or someone else please and you can fill in some gaps for me. Yeah. It's almost like they're asking the questions for themselves too much and not just, "Hey, tell me your story. I want to hear it." Yeah. And you have a really it was more open-hearted, more global, more open arms. Yeah. That's what I felt.
1: And and I didn't want to have I didn't want to just I mean I think that's exactly what I what I'm sa- said that I've done in it with my you know intake process with people over time is I really want I I just always like to get as much of the person as I possibly can mm-hmm. but that's just I mean that's just my nature to like because I'm just looking for things to connect with with right. with someone you know but I feel like that's what a good conversation is too you know we can we can get very sort of like stuck in our camp feel like no but I really believe this thing, and I and I want to hold on to this one, right. you know, this one piece. I'm. If someone says something like last night in this in this podcast that I did that, there's some resistance to. I'm starting to feel more and more like there's something there
2: for you. Like I've got to go with into that. Anyone, mm-hmm. I think anyone who's mm-hmm.
1: listening, if, if there's resistance there between us, that might not be a bad thing, because that means we're, we're brushing up against something. We're not just preaching. Yeah preaching to the choir to each other the whole time. And I feel like I've gotten into that a little bit with some of my podcasts.
2: Well, those are the places to grow. Those are the places that are itchy or those are the places that need stretching or opening. And that's why we feel that.
1: It's so a little uh, discomfort. Uh, we need mm. we need a little discomfort oh. once in a while.
2: But that's, don't you feel that those are the places where you grow? Yeah. Like those are the places that where I stretched and I grew. And maybe it's like um, building a muscle. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the way you build a muscle is you tear it, and right. then it repairs. Right. It's that discomfort of tearing. You're usually sore, yeah. and you're changed afterwards. Yeah. It's those – anytime something bugs me, I know it's a trigger for me that I need to go into.
1: Yeah. I, I, I've kind of made a – I feel like it's been my, my life in a nutshell. I, I, I do that to myself all the time. I don't know what it is. It's like, a, it's like sadistic on some levels, I think, but it is also where the growth happens. So yeah. I think it becomes – you know, we, it, we, 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 whatever that uh, feedback mechanism is that that allows us to kind of keep going back to the same thing that actually yielded a positive result. Right. I, I keep doing that over and over again. I took a I took a public speaking class because I had one in in high school. Oh. I think I mentioned this on a podcast one time. But I same thing you were talking about earlier, like get me in front of a crowd or on camera, and I just like shut down. Sometimes I'm I'm better now. Part yeah. of it is because I. I went into the belly of the beast when I was in college freshman year. I signed up for a public speaking class. I'm like, I got to get, I know I'm going to have to do more of this. I have to get past this. It was like, I I could tell it was my Achilles heel. And for what reason? I don't know. And it's funny because, you know, my kids are totally different. Phoenix will get in front of any, any group of people and just like, and roll, you know?
2: (laughs) Wait, the camera's not on me over here. Yeah. right here.
1: Yeah. They had them do, uh, at, at the lower campus last year, they, they did one of those um, crowd, um, what do they call those things? Um, they, but they, they video this whole group of people and they're doing some kind of like, you know, song or activity or whatever. And it's usually being led by someone in it. And of course they asked Phoenix to like lead this, this How thing. How cool. Uh, but Iris is at home, total ham. You know, she likes nothing more than to perform for me. And and mom too, and and she and Phoenix have worked out all sorts of stuff together, but she does not want to do this in front of a group. We, we she's doing gymnastics right now, and they said there's going to be a spring show, and she's been hung up on like I am not going to do the spring show since they started talking about it. And I was like, don't worry about it, baby. You don't have to go to the spring show. And so she. You know, every time she does it, she's just like reminding me, like, "I'm not going to be in the spring (laughs) show." Okay, that's fine. You don't have to be in the spring show.
2: That's actually why Miles won't do stuff. Oh, really? He's like, "I like band, but I won't be in the concert."
1: Yeah, I mean, but you know, for for whatever reason, Mm. it's 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 something some people can't get past. She's trying to get past it in other ways. Like, she used to be shy about singing. She's not shy about singing anymore. She's Mm. telling me recently. Which is, you know, you work on a little, little bit at a time. And I feel like that's been, for me, getting to this place where, where I'm doing a podcast has been like getting past my fear of being, you know, what I might sound like or look like in front of a group. I'm not totally comfortable with the camera still, but I, yeah. I've, I've, when I graduated from my massage class, I was asked to be the student speaker. <laughs> so... And they had multiple programs going on. This was, was I was at the Veda Institute, and they have okay. this big. This um, it was a Masonic temple, so they have this big room that's actually amazing st- stage and everything. And I had to get up and do this speech, and I and I killed it. Like I felt completely comfortable. I knew my class loved me. Um, you know, like I yeah, they were yeah. like I was kind of a little bit of the older person in the in the in the group, even though I was in my late twenties. <laughs> That sounds pretty darn uh, young to me. Yeah, but but I, I I got asked to do that. So can you hear the airplane mm-hmm. noise?
2: So what do you do when you're? So in-
1: I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. This is where I have to like certain places. I think I can get away with it. You usually, actually, here it's not so bad. But I have my space downstairs that I do all my own. Like, so could you, if it. you
2: started hearing it, just do this? Nobody yeah. says anything. Totally you cut it out. And, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Super easy to it's super easy to cut.
2: So few questions how much is the equipment why did you buy it what was your goal was it just hey i'm gonna monkey around with this what am i going to do with it
1: oh my god so the so the beginning of this was i went down to when aaron came back to mayo i was still sort of like well he he was he he and i were going to do it together that was that was sort of the beginning of it and so or whenever we could like Mm -hmm. we were just going to try to like mess around and see what we could kind of make happen so I had some other things, some other recording devices that I and I was trying to connect something to my computer that wasn't working quite right. The sound wasn't quite right. Um, yeah, I tried a few different things and then I heard about this thing, um, on somebody else's podcast. And so I was like, all right, well, 400 bucks. Oh, I had, I already had two microphones. Oh. And so I was like, I'm just going to get these other microphones and just, you know, like the headphones that you have actually are not very expensive. So like I I've already have I had one set of headphones, I got another one just like it. I'm just gonna start doing some recording and you know, I got these little cheapo mic stands. So that, they don't
2: look cheap like see that's the thing. It doesn't matter. Like no, it for matter. this or these.
1: But these this okay. is this is the this is the where the money needs now to be. Now how get much started. is that? So these were each four hundred dollars. Okay. So that they're the same. This is just like a different covering. I think I, I pop more when I talk, so I, I keep mine on like this. What I
2: notice is I like being really far away. Yeah.
1: But, but you gotta get up on it.
2: You gotta be close to it.
1: Yeah. Oh my uh, god, my voice. You gotta own it.
2: Gotta own it.
1: And then and then you just get comfortable. Like when I first that I took an improv class as well. That was the other thing that I did. Where? Um Brave New Workshop. Oh you and did. I had this friend Tim who was I had lunch with him and he's like and he's more of a like stage guy. So he's like i'm taking an improv class you got to come take it with me and i was like bad. actually i should I, I was like i i just felt at this moment like there's an edge and now nah, i'm not comfortable with that i'm gonna i'm gonna go do that thing and so i went to every class but one he missed almost all of them <laughs> i think he was there three times but he he did some makeups on different nights i just i never saw him okay so i whatever comfort i thought i was gonna get out of tim he didn't he didn't, he well, didn't he was pull just the that's pull. all. Right. He was the push. Thank you, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> but I but I I learned a couple of big things in in that, and I've I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast or not before. But I've talked about it to a lot of people. So one of the I mean, there's there's the yes and thing. That's like a big mm-hmm. you know, improv thing. So you never saying no just basically shuts down right. whatever direction you're going with your with your conversation. So you know you try to like. Keep it you know keep it rolling by doing yes and with everything, so that was one thing, but I actually have used one other part that's I think more important, which is you you when you're doing a, a thing with a, a partner, you have to make a declaration at some point. A declaration means like i I want, I need, I think, I feel, because if you don't do that you you're not really giving somebody much to play off of. So the tricky part about that is that so in improv it's all fun and games, right? Right. But I started thinking I feel like this is this is every relationship you need to make your declarations with people more regularly. Because it's just a point of view thing. You don't have anything to play off of if you don't understand somebody else's point of view. Right? And so but that means you have to have a perspective and and you have to be willing to put your opinion on the line which is also not easy right at least for me i think i've always been like a pleaser to some extent like okay. I, I don't want to you want to you know hurt people's feelings right. or <laughs> do all that stuff but at the same time how how far into a relationship can you really get without without that
2: right 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 so It's almost like how much skin do you really have in the game if you're not going Mm -hmm. to be vulnerable enough to show really how you think or feel or your opinion.
1: Yeah. That's totally it. Skin in the game. Skin in the game. (laughs) So what do you you think? You want to try this sometime? Yes. You kind of, yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Totally.
2: Yes. Um,
1: I think the, the, the other part of it is that I've been challenged by in, in doing the podcast is that there are so many podcasts. Like I, right. I have to think about, you know, the, the, when, when you're trying to get these things done and you've got like a million other things going on and you're not making any money doing right. this. That's what I was going <clears> to <throat> say. You're, you're really, it's just you and whatever subject matter you're going to, you you think you need to deliver Mm-hmm. And how important is that to you to do it, to publish it, to you know, to get it out there? That's that becomes more of the challenge, I think, as time goes on is like, you know, what kind of exchange is happening here for you? I mean, like you, you used to be a and still are, but you you had a caregiving career. Mm-hmm. And at, at what point do you feel sort of depleted by putting putting out stuff and not getting as much back as you feel like you've put out, and I think that mm-hmm. that can be that can be sort of challenging. I feel like a lot of caregivers end up, you know, having resentment because they just, you know, I take care of everybody else; no one takes care of me. Right, <laughs> kind of right. thing. We all go through that. But. Well, I
2: feel that if I were doing that in a physical way, yeah, but it's energetic, and this feeds me so much that that it's a different. It's different. When I was, when I had my hands on and when I was physically, that I felt the weight of it.
1: Yeah. And this is, I think it's just, it's, it's really just the time commitment that you invest Mm -hmm. a fair amount in, in doing this, not just the doing of it, but the editing part of it. And and then you got to somehow publish it in some way. You got to figure out stuff that you never knew about on the computer and about publishing it and, you know, all those I mean, I've I've wasted so many hours of my life this last <laughs> stuff that I've you know I've learned a lot. It's it's good, but it's not you know it's it's it. I think I would I would you know sort of in advance of anyone starting a, a, any project, but it's something that certainly now that you have to sort of put into the 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 internet sphere becomes it becomes way more work for somebody who's like our age that's not second nature for us yeah
2: tell me about it so
1: i've got i've had to get a lot of younger people involved in the project luckily i have i have a younger guy who does some sound editing for me and i have a younger guy who and and also who does all these things that like normalize the levels um for all the podcasts uniformly Uh, so that they all they don't all sound different one to, to the next they're in the same volume range okay and then if you're publishing them through certain kinds of things you only have so many megabytes per whatever time period a lot of times that you can sort of publish and so you can compress that down a little bit so that's the other part of this that i've you know learned and then and then someone working on my website who's you know younger guy but really loves this project and like really into the marketing side of all this to, you know, like he knows. So so the way that he's putting the website together, he's kind of thinking long term about, you know, if we're able to get a sponsor or if this becomes part of it, if there's a donation part of this or whatever. So that I kind of and, and really thinking about how can this project be funded? Because right you know, you need someone who, who can think about things from that perspective if it's not your, like if this is marketing, this kind of thing is certainly nothing I have any experience with.
2: So what's the goal? What are you doing this for? Why?
1: I, that's the, this is the thing that I keep, you know, sort of like, it changes. It kind of keeps mm-hmm. changing over time. It's like, at first I was doing this for trying to deal with biases in healthcare. And then it became about, I think, well, the the general public you know, needs to hear some of this dialogue. There's like a lot here that, that anyone could probably get. And you and I have these conversations sometimes, right? right? They're, they're like, if you recorded that conversation, if, you know, if you, if you set the right kind of, I think framework for what you want to be talking about, you're both working within that framework. So all these conversations start to become about something in that realm and you have to define it well enough so that someone can come to it and know that they're gonna get some kind of bit of information from that realm. So like I, th- I think I started kind of opening it up more in some ways, but also sort of, you know, like I, I don't want to I don't want to get into bashing anything. Mm-hmm. Part of the like victim culture aspect of things. Like if you're kind of if you're always talking about something that is being that that is wrong with your surroundings. That is wrong with your world in any way. It's easy to just stay in that mindset. Like we, you and I were talking about before right. we got on mic about the about oh we were talking about forgiveness. That's what it was. Okay. That forgiveness was like if, if you if you're not forgiveness is is about you, not about the other person. Right. right. <laughs> that's and I feel like that's what I, I want. I want this to be about self improvement and staying with that side of things with like there are all sorts of problems but we can focus on what's on what our actual solutions and what people are finding that's working and and people and maybe these conversations keep going to the same place every time so we're kind of verifying the fact that like this does actually work some of it's not completely scientifically provable but when you have so many people having the same kinds of experiences it's good to kind of hear that and trust your gut if if you feel that way. If you don't feel that way, you know, this is not going to change anyone's mind either. But I want to stay in that sort of forward thinking realm Mm -hmm. a little bit more.
2: Well, I feel like that's what's coming. I don't think that it's going to be the double placebo or double blind placebo studies that's going to change people's minds. It's going to be a collective. It's going to be, we just know it feels right. It just resonates and people won't have to have it tested.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, and these conversations are what are building those communities. And so I know that when I listen to people's podcasts, I've received so much. And even if it's like in yours where Cheryl was like, I had to love the death out of my cancer. And it's, you know, if you can do that and walk away, you've changed someone, changed someone's life.
1: Yeah. And I think I was, the other part of this was that I, I was feeling very stuck I'm sure you we talked about this before, but I was feeling stuck in my practice in that I can only help the people who can afford the right. care that I give, which is, you know, I could do it for less, but I'm already, you know, yep, <laughs> you know, I'm 47 and I got my first house. Right, you know, I'm not, I'm not like you're I'm not, not rolling in it. I'm not knocking it out of the park exactly, but I, but I feel like i wanna i wanna be able to do both, and I think mm-hmm. part of this project too is eventually i wanna i wanna see if there's some way that I can raise enough money to like support myself doing it, fund something through the podcast or you know use if it if it if it gets a big enough number, it doesn't even have to be huge. I don't think I think if I got ten thousand listeners, you know mm-hmm. like that's not that big of a podcast really so it'd be a lot from where I am now but if if that was a regular thing those are those are 10,000 people who are all active in some way in their lives getting involved in something like this you know and if if they've gotten enough out of this podcast they're probably like minded enough too right so then now you start to grow a community of people who are like minded want to do something together and then there there's potential there and mm-hmm. i feel like i want to push into that a little bit and see if i have some you know some ability at that i've had it on small scale want to bump it up a bit you know see maybe that's as much as I can do really is to do a little bit more than I'm doing but for all the work I feel like that's totally worth it still
2: oh nice
1: because I listened to a podcast at one point where they talked about starting your podcast then they said you know first of all imagine like three to five people who you want to listen to this you, whose ears you want to start out with, and then imagine that you know each of those people's networks, or even your or your own friend network, in, in whatever you can, you can probably hit a hundred people somewhat regularly. They might not all hear all of them, but now you've kind of got a, like a you've got a hundred people. Is you know, mm-hmm. it was like not that much uh, fewer people than was in my grandpa's small town. You know, it's like you've got you've got a group of people that you can start to kind of like really connect with and i and i started thinking about when i was doing my like sign-ons and sign-offs eventually like i want to feel like i'm talking to those 100 people every time i do this okay and and i think if it got bigger numbers i'd still want to feel like i'm talking to those same people like that's manageable in my mind
2: <laughs> right right
1: how do you imagine talking to a million people like you can't but it, with the 100 people you can kind of see it's an auditorium of people who have been following something that they feel, you know, makes sense to them. And you want their feedback, right. too. Like, right. I, I really, really want to get, and I'm getting feedback from people now, which is really cool.
2: Now, do you have to interview people, or do you feel like you can never just talk, 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 and go on and post that as a podcast? Like, what's No, your- I
1: think that could happen. I've, I've, I've tried to stay open about that and yet have a few, like, questions that i'm curious about with everybody and like i started out thinking i was going to ask one question every time and like that kind of disappeared sure sure, sure changing a little bit as i go but i think if i think if like we just started talking like this and it and it turned into a good conversation and it's you know people i think people like the intimacy of the of the conversation in general they feel like they're there they're they're you know they Sometimes it's it's I think we all have a little bit of a voyeuristic thing of like I want to I really like to know what those two people at the table next right. to me they look super interesting you know
2: Well I think it's also super connecting that you want to know that you're not alone you there's an energy to know that somebody else suffered or someone else relished or someone else was happy you weren't the only one and I right. think that that's so powerful we don't understand it we don't understand why but we just These podcasts help you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. Like someone else has gone through it or maybe even something worse. I can do this or grow or, you know what I mean? We just, you do it in community. That's we're a community based entity. Yeah. But what I've been noticing is that I start having these conversations with people and it's been happening for about two years where people are like, you should do a podcast. And I'm like, whatever. Whatever. And now these conversations are coming up where I had a challenge and I have an assignment and someone is, you need to have a podcast. I want you to record this conversation. It doesn't matter if it never gets published or anything, but it's a start.
1: Yeah. You can, I mean, I think that's the other nice thing about it is it's not such a, the barrier to entry is so, so low right. and that's why there are so many of them. But, but I also feel like it's that, that, it's nice to it's nice to be able to not make it so precious. Mm-hmm. There's something to be said for that. That's different if you add the visual, right? Right. Because now I have got to get my hair did, my nails done. My
2: <laughs> well, all of a sudden the price tag is yeah. It's a, it's exclusive of so many people, or yeah. it you know people can't afford it, so they can't do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's and that and that. I just didn't want to have to think about that so much. I also I've so far I'm I'm at the point that I've only done face-to-face interview, or conversations okay because there's also something happening here and if i can stay in that as much as possible mm-hmm. i think i could do fine you know lis- listening to someone's voice and and picking up enough but <clears throat> i feel like that's one thing i i, I really like and also it's like you know last night having this conversation with this guy we both are busy of you know kids and busy careers and we had a chance to hang out i brought a bottle of wine with me right we each had a glass yep it's great you know just just to start out with hung out talked for a few minutes off mic you know i I, sometimes i'll just like just like i did with us and just start (laughs) i just start recording right away and wherever we get into something i can edit in here we start talking about blah 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 right
2: good that's that's
1: where we're starting i rarely do a like welcome to the podcast thing to people okay because i don't I don't want to like kill the conversation part of it. Hope you enjoyed that little insight into the highway to health podcast. The theme that I mentioned here at the end of not wanting to kill the conversation is the key to improving our understanding and building any relationship. This podcast grew out of many conversations I've had over the years, and my goal was to create resource and education with some entertaining elements. I've always thought of myself as an educator, but didn't take much stock of this as I was developing this project. And in doing the work for the podcast, I was educating myself, which is probably one of the keys to being a good educator, this need to stay in a continuous conversation around a topic. And I would say this is a common thread with most of my guests. And After discovering this conversation uh, recorded that, I, that was recorded over the summer, I thought I'd have uh, a contest, the first of its kind here on the podcast, to highlight a passion project of one of you, my listeners. Tell me about your project. What is it you're currently engaged in that's a labor of love or something that you feel needs to be done that's either related to improving health, your community, or your natural world? I'm taking submissions right now through January 31st and will be choosing my favorite project, and have you here as one of my guests on Highway to Health. You can email me at Jeremy at Highway to healthpodcast.com. And don't forget to go to our Patreon page. If you'd like to become a health supporter, go to patreon.com forward slash Highway to Health. I'm asking listeners to consider contributing five to ten dollars a month to help uh, build this project and the community around it. And I want to thank those of you who have been contributing this past month. So, so appreciated. Uh, Also, uh, would you take a minute to rate the podcast on your iTunes app? Scroll down and uh, give it the number of stars you think it deserves. And you can even say why you like it in a few short short words to help other health explorers understand why uh, they, they might think that this podcast is worth their time. Thanks for listening. Be good to yourself. Be kind to each other. And take care of your planet. Be well, my friends.
0: If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Health Care for Humans, hosted by Dr. Sundar, expands our understanding of the history and culture of different communities and how to provide culturally responsive care. There's an episode you should check out where guest Dr. Duran details the systemic barriers faced by individuals with DACA status and highlights the importance of addressing these barriers. Check out Healthcare for Humans on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.